0: all
1: right what is going on everybody welcome to casual friday talking buffalo podcast presented by casey's black rock my man joe Yerdon is with me as always i'm gonna i'm just gonna dive right in today man not messing around i got a lot going on but i could not not do this show because people come to expect joe Yerdon on fridays my guy what's going on what are you doing <laughs>
2: Do a good man, do a good man. We're getting
1: tuned up for football season, ain't we? We are. You know what's funny? So the first twenty second intro there just reminded me of something. Let me ask you a question. Let's start here, and I, and I got a reason for asking you this. Kind of call you. Well, maybe you won't call yourself out. I'm going to call myself out though. <laughs> you ever do? So you don't have your own podcast, but you're constantly a guest on other people's shows. Obviously, mm. you're doing mine with me every week, which of course I appreciate that. You're a regular on the podcast scene. You're on WGR a lot. You do tons of radio hits, stuff like that. Do you ever do a, a spot or a full podcast or something like that? And then you look back afterwards, you listen back, or even before you listen back, you're just like, dude, I sucked. I was terrible today. I wasn't good. I didn't bring it. Whether it's just, I don't know, it's it's a lack of energy or you just didn't say things the way that you wanted to say them, whatever it may be. You, just, you ever look back and be like, God damn, man, I was really lousy.
2: You know, I, I I've made it a habit to to try to never go back and listen to something that yeah. I've done. Yeah. Um. And, and it's not because it's a um like I hate my own voice kind of thing. I mean, it's that's part of it, I guess. Um. But like, I just I don't know because I don't want to over critique anything because mm-hmm. I'm I will nitpick myself to death. I won't nitpick other people. But like myself, I'll just be like, oh, geez, that was stupid. Man, I sound like a moron. Like, what's wrong? with You know, the whole thing turns into a spiral where I'm just like, oh, man, I stink at this. What am I even doing? And I, yeah, so I've tried to avoid that whenever possible because I just don't I don't need that extra anxiety in my life. So, yeah, (laughs) I I try to just never do that. Well,
1: let me explain to you why I asked you that, because. So I just did a, episode, a bonus episode on Wednesday with Anthony Marino from Buffalo Rumblings. I love Anthony, one of my, my favorite guests. Great guy mm-hmm. and, a, and a great uh, Bills writer and podcaster. But anyway, just a lot going on. And you know I got a lot going on. In fact, listeners know I got a lot going on because I pretty much <laughs> goddamn complain about it every week now on the show. But I, I look back and I'm like, goddamn, I sucked. Like I, I want to send yeah. Anthony Marino an apology right now. It's like <laughs> I don't know, man. I was kind of all over the place. Sometimes I might over prepare for stuff. Like I got like a book full of notes, and then sometimes I don't ever think I'm under prepared. But in this case, I was. I was like, you know what? The bill. It was all about the bills and NFL roster cuts. I'm like, I don't need no notes for this shit, man. I could mm-hmm. wing it. We could just. I can look at the roster and just bring up stuff. But I, I, I just constantly found myself fumbling over sentences. Asking pretty stupid questions, kind of making my own point and then asking him in form of a question, but in reality I was just pretty much saying, Hey, confirm what I'm already telling you right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> but putting it in kind of question form. So yeah, man, I, I just look back and uh it sucked. Which you know, I've talked about this on the show before because I've had some episodes that aren't even about sports. It's about podcasting and stuff. And and you and I've talked a little bit about this. Sometimes when you're doing radio or television, or podcasting. It could be tough to put everything that's going on in your life aside, because when you're on the air, whether, again, whether it's audio, whether it's video, whatever it may be, people really don't give a shit about what you have going on at home or what you have going on at the office. They want to be entertained and they want to be informed. And for the most part, I think it's pretty easy to do that. But, and you know this, Joe, at times, it can be difficult when you got a lot going on in your life and it doesn't necessarily have to be all bad stuff, but you just maybe in like, in the case with me, with moving and stuff, everything. I'm really busy and I'm trying to balance doing this podcast and having a regular 40 hour a week job and uh, moving and running back and forth, like with my head cut off, trying to get everything done, trying to have a little bit of a social life, all this other stuff. And it kind of can distract you. And, and, and you get on, you know, you get behind the mic and, you know, it's just, it's not there. Your head space ain't there. It can be tough. My point is this. And you know this, it can be tough sometimes to kind of put everything aside when it, when it's go time for for broadcasting.
2: Yeah, I I mean yeah, it, like the thing that and this is more of a I don't know if this is more of a reporter thing, but whenever I ask a really boneheaded question or if I ask something that's like you know, if it's all if it's basically like a repeat question, Mm -hmm. that's when I'll just, like, it'll kill me in the moment because I'll just be like, what a moron. Like, what am I doing? And, I mean, I think I've even been busted on camera. You know, occasionally when I ask something, I'll just like, you'll just see it just drain off my face, and I'll just be, like, rolling my eyes at myself, and I'll just be like, oh, my God. Like, why did I I ask that? It's so stupid. And then more often than not, the players are really cool about it because they'll just be like, yeah, yeah, okay, like, that's fine. But – Every now and again, you'll have somebody just, just just, look at you and go, What are you doing? Like, <laughs> what is that question? What are you even doing? And that, I, I guess, more, it's more like the instant feedback <laughs> that works for me. Cause then it's just like, All right, that's all right. That's stung. Instead, of, because then it's like, it's over and it's done with instead of just kind of stewing about it. And uh, yeah, like that's, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, but to your point about like, uh, people don't want to hear like, you know, the personal stuff. I don't know, man. Like sometimes like that, that, that can be really easily identifiable yeah. and well, we do that on here. Like, oh yeah. And well, I, do. um, <laughs> I don't know. Like that's, I don't know. I guess it depends on, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> See, now I'm not going to listen to that now. Forget <laughs> it. <laughs> it's one listen you're not getting right now, but, um, but like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like it it depends on like what the expectations are. If you're, if you're coming into this, just being like, we're just going to talk this and then it strays off. People are going to be like, what the hell, man? Like this this isn't what I I didn't come to listen to this, but like something for this, like casual Friday, man, like it's casual. Do whatever the hell we want here. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I I agree. And I will say this. And and, and this is the good thing for me anyway,
1: is I am finally moving this weekend. I've been podcasting basically (laughs) in an attic now for the last, uh, 7 8 weeks before that I was I did a couple of shows with you at the hotel in the lobby one time I had to go outside and do it like in the entrance coming into the hotel I haven't sat at my own desk uh in my own chair um in a room that is my room to record anything for this show going all the way back to June 16th that's the last time I've I've had my own setup in my own house in my own place that is mine Um, and I miss that, man. I I can't wait. One of the first things, so I'm moving on Saturday, got a U-Haul. I really don't give a shit about, you know, putting the dishes and the coffee cups and all that bullshit together. I don't care about any of that. You know, one of the first thing I'm going to do is take that third spare room and convert it into my podcast room. I'm setting my desk up. I'm putting my boom arm up. I have a a studio mic and only Joe could see this, but like I have to hold it with my hands This big ass, heavy studio mic because I don't have the boom arm set up. So I'm setting up the boom arm, getting out my panels, all that stuff It's going to feel studio ish to me. And it's just going to make me in a better mind space. It's going to make me feel better. Cause it's just, it's been so damn long, dude. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, yeah. And, I, and again, I'm so appreciative of you now on the bright side too. I know that you are a fall guy and you know, that I am a summer guy. We already had this out <laughs> on the starting five draft a handful of weeks ago. And you kicked my ass. So obviously more people agree with you then agree with me, but for you, this is definitely starting to be, you're getting to that best, better time of the year. And I will say this, at least for right now, it is nice to, to do this show with you and not have to have a towel draped over my head or uh, you know, pretty much being ready to take my clothes off because I'm in an attic that's like 10,000 degrees. It's actually, we're taping this on Thursday. What is this? September 2nd. And it's really comfortable outside right now, man. It's nice. This is your,
2: your time of year, buddy. Listen, I, I wasn't messing around when I picked all these months we <laughs> are starting five, man. Like well, your fans it, agree. It's it's like the second it switched from August to September, it was just like, Hey, all that hot humid garbage you've been dealing with for like the last two or three weeks gone. See ya. Yeah. Like yeah. suddenly the te- you know, the temperature has dropped a little bit. The humidity has gone. And yeah, it's lovely. Like I have the windows open in my apartment. I don't have the AC, you know, going 24 seven anymore, which is good considering, you know, heat rises. I live on the second floor of a building and which is the top floor of this building, but like sucks, (laughs) it sucks, sucks ferociously to, to, you know, to have your apartment be like 88, 89 degrees. And you can't even like, like, you don't even, it's probably TMI for a lot of people, but like, you don't even want to get dressed in the day. Like you just wake up and you're just like, as little, as little as I need to wear is going to make it comfortable for, for me at home. And like, you don't want to do that. Like that's just everything about it just sucks. And this, this is beautiful. Like it's dry. There's a little breeze. It's sunny. It's great. Like this is like, this is just the start of fall. But like when it cools down, when it's like 60, you know, 60 degrees every day for a high down with it, brother down with it. That's what I like. One
1: question about events coming up this weekend. I'm not going And even if I look, man, I'm just going to be honest with you. Even if I wasn't moving, I still wouldn't be going. It just doesn't do anything for me, but I, I'd be remiss. We talk about wings so much on this podcast. I'd be at least be remiss if I didn't ask you 2021 national Buffalo wing festivals coming to Highmark stadium
2: this weekend. Are, are you going? Uh, No wing festivals, not my deal. Uh, Cause I know they always, they always used to have it. Well, they always did it at um, uh, Salem field and like that, that seemed like it was a little bit crazy. <laughs> it was a little bit much. Um, but like, I don't know, man, it's, it's a little too much for me. And I'm not somebody who can just pack away wings all day. Like, I just, I just can't do it. And like to make it an all day thing and you're slamming beers and you're just, you're just, you're just cranking wings down all day. Oh man. That's, that to me just seems like I'm gonna I'm gonna drop at some point and I'm done and never mind the competition part of it because that that got ruined for me years ago when 7, 716 won best wings at, at Wing WingFest I was like dude come on dude like the, the you know the restaurant hadn't even opened yet and it was just like all right I can I can see a paid off judge. Or a paid-off panel when I when I see it, and like I was just like, "There's no friggin' way they had the best wings at Wing Fat." Like, come on, there was probably at least you know fifteen to twenty places from outside of Buffalo that had better wings than Seven One Six, and they like, never mind, never <laughs> mind all this. Like, just it's so stupid. I was like, "Forget it. I can't, I can't take any of this shit seriously."
1: Let Let me tell you, man. I got two hot takes today that I've written down. And by the way, well. You're not talking, so I don't know if the audience can hear it, but there's the fire trucks. It wouldn't be a, a podcast with Pat and Joe without having the fire trucks coming from the west side. But anyway, <laughs> here's how I feel about, about WinkFest, and this might be unpopular, and I'm not trying to intentionally sound like a hater, but first of all, there's two reasons why I wouldn't go, even if I wasn't moving. Number one, I think it's a terrible value. It's costing you $20 just to walk into the stadium, and that includes parking, whatever. You shouldn't have to pay for parking anyway when you're going to spend money like that, but it's $20 just to walk in. And then when you get in, the deal is you buy food tickets, cash on site. Each ticket's a buck twenty-five. And you get basically you're paying about twelve bucks for a single order wings, which that's not terrible in today's market. But the $20 to get in, so you can still buy single-order wings at market prices for the most part is bad. But here's even the worst part, Joe. I'm gonna tell you right now, if it was Take all my favorite. If those places like 9-11 and Elmo and Barbell mm-hmm. and Dama- Dalmatia Hotel and Mulberry and uh, Sunny Rise and a couple other places like that, yo, man, I'll dish that shit out all day, okay? But you yeah. pay 20 bucks to get in. You're paying about a buck 25 per wing. And I look at the list, Anchor Bar. I mean, really? Bocce Club Pizza. I just had them a couple weeks ago on Hurdle. N- not very good, all right? Um, big mood in Buffalo. I, I mean, maybe they're good, but I feel like I've had enough wing places or I've talked to enough people who have wings. I feel like if there's, there's not a lot of t- hidden gems left. Like if I've never heard of the place, odds are they're probably not that good. Uh Buffalo wild wings. Uh, yeah, okay. You know, Danny's dude. I have 77 places that I power ranked. Danny's South in Orchard Park is second mm-hmm. last. There's 76 out of Oof. 77. And there are the ones, Finnerty's, all right, now they're in Ellicottville. Uh, and that's it, man. And then there's some places, like a handful of places from uh, other states. I don't know. I don't trust other places that have good wings, man. Buffalo's got the best wings. So it just, I don't know, man. The whole process to me just seems like it's not a great value. It's kind of one of those gimmicky things. And I know yeah. they have other things that go on. Like they had the chicken wing eating contest. So I'm sure, you know, there's some entertainment. It's just... I don't know, man. It's not for me. I kind of, I look at it like, you know, in Ireland, People in Ireland don't really celebrate St. Patrick's Day on St. Patrick's Day. To me, (laughs) Wink Fest is just another day. Every day is Wink Fest to me, but I'd rather take, instead of 20 dollars to go there and a, a buck 25 a wing, man, me and you could go hit up some, uh, we'll go hit Sports City Pizza Pub on Niagara Street or, or we'll go to our presenter here, Casey's Black Rock, and we'll go hit up some good wings and some Utica Club, Utica Club beers and, uh, Right, just be better off, man. Not right, doing it's all this. Yeah, I,
2: I, I'm a I, hater. I mean, it, it's you know, it's it's, I guess, it's, it's nice for a day out. And if you're just looking to just be like, yeah, whatever, just you know, screw around and hang out with your buddies and slam some beers and do and have some wings, and yeah, cool. I mean, it's fine, but uh, but yeah, I just uh, yeah, just for like a whole day for me, man. Nah, <laughs> nah.
1: Nah. nah, like
2: I, I can you know, we can do our own. Hell, you could do the Buffalo Niagara Tourism, you know, Wing Trail, and have a and do way better than what you get at uh, Wing Fest. Um, I mean, hell, <laughs> we could we could come up with our own version of the Wing Trail, and I mean, you'll be eating really good at that point. But like, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I feel like
1: Joe, I feel like, I feel like there's some residue left from Joe from Queens on last week's show. (laughs) You know, now I'm hating on people who are enjoying, you know, like, Hey, you don't want to go, don't go, but don't ruin our good time. Wing Fest is fun for us. And they're right. And they're right. And I'm being a hater Mm -hmm. and I admit it, you know, what? speaking of being a hater, I got one more thing that I got to get this out of the way. Then we'll talk a little bit of bills and we're going to do our starting five because we didn't do that last week. I got a hot take for you, man. I'm old enough to remember right now, and again, this is continuing on with like the Joe from Queens team and just being a hater to to innocent fans, but I'm old enough to remember when people in Buffalo actually cared about the Toronto Blue Jays. Like I never see anyone tweeting about the Blue Jays anymore, talking about, I know you, you're, you're an exception, all right? But I barely see anyone talking about the Blue Jays. I barely see anybody tweeting about the Blue Jays. There were some outlets in Buffalo that were literally doing like pregame, postgame, Shows live from the stadium when the Blue Jays were playing there. I never expected to have the same intensity of coverage when once they left. But it's like now it's like a ghost town in Buffalo Blue Jays land. What's what's going on, man? Yeah.
2: You know, it, I had a mild experience with this because uh for the for the Bills game uh this past Saturday, the the last preseason game, uh Buddy of mine was like, he's like, you know, he just got done with work in the afternoon. He's like, let's go, let's go hang out someplace and watch the game. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. So he was like, pick some place downtown. We'll go hang out there. And I was like, all right. So we went to the sidelines. Sidelines is awesome. Um, great place. Uh, but they had a very specific, uh, like Blue Jay burger that was on their menu. And like the menu that they should, that was online. I was like, hey, that actually looks pretty good. It looks like it uh, might be worth trying. Let's get that. It's gone. Like the, like the second the team yeah. was like the second the team was out of town the burgers gone too and I'm like I don't know man I, I you know things like that I would just keep it around it's just like a as a, like a remembrance but you're right it's ghost town when it comes to like it was Jays this Jays that Jays everything and now it's just like nah nah like I mean the whole stadium got stripped of most of the Jays stuff which I get like you, you you can't just keep that can't keep that there they're never coming back here unless things get worse with, with the pandemic again um, but like. Yeah, man, just everybody bailed. I mean, I, I think part of that's because the Jays like hit a funk, like crazy. You know, the Yankees started beating the, beating everybody again and um, the Mets are a, are a sideshow. So like they're, they're drowned out by everything else. But yeah, man, it's like the second they went back to Canada, it was like, well, we can forget. We can forget about them now. We're done.
0: We're driven by the search for better.
1: all right back with joe you and i'm i'm done being a hater well i don't know maybe I'm not. We'll, 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 well well that that remains to be seen i do want to talk bill stadium stuff because there was some news that came out this week it came courtesy of my good friend john Worrell from the associated press who we'll do his credit man he had a, a good report i mean it's mm-hmm. well worth talking about so credit to john i've always had this john's a good reporter man i've never Never would take that away from him. But anyway, he had a report that uh, there's a proposal for the new stadium and that it would be done in 2027 that the stadium would have about 60,000 seats, which I read a report from Buffalo Rumblings that is 17% less than current capacity. It would be the smallest stadium in the NFL. And the other thing of note is that Not a dome, it would have a uh, kind of a hangover. Like some of the seats would be covered, kind of like Miami Hard Rock Stadium. As I've been in that stadium, so you could be protected from getting rained on, but the elements are still there for you. I want to get your thoughts. I had Anthony on Wednesday. He kind of he agreed about the stadium being small as as a positive, and he kind of cited uh, you know the fact that just less people are are going to games now. People, some people are going to get priced out. Um, there's, you know, so many other alternatives TV wise with, with the Sunday ticket and the red zone and things like that. For some people going on games, not really family friendly anymore, especially in Bill's mafia land. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm going to get your thoughts on that. And then, like I said, your thoughts on the not being a dome. What do you think?
2: I'm, I, I think you've known from the start with all this stuff, I'm highly cynical about everything that's, that's come out about everything with this. And I've seen nothing but I've seen nothing but negatives about everything that they're doing, and that's mostly because I do not I do not have any faith or trust in ownership to do something that has the fans at the front of the, at the front of their minds, um, because everything that's come out now with you know putting the stadium you know building a new stadium in, in OP, and now you know w- wanting to hoist the bill on you know on the entire state and the County, which, I mean, we all know that's not going to happen, but uh, the fact that that was their ask, they had, you know, they had their bag man come out and sit and threaten relocation, which they've come back on this week. Rick Rikuya has been hit, hit the, uh, hit the radio this morning, I think to, to kind of soften, soften the blow of what uh, what Jim Wilkinson was saying. So, um, but I, I don't know. I, taking away seats you know, covering up the seats. It's like, okay, cool. Like you won't get snowed on. You're still going to freeze, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's the part of being outside. Everybody hates is being frozen snow. People like, cause you know, they toss it up in the air. They're having fun They build snowmen, snowman's in, snowman in the seats. Like that's fun. Is it a myth? Like, do you think it's a, do you think it's a myth, Joe, that fans like those elements
1: in December? I know it's a myth that the players like it because I know the players don't. I've talked mm-hmm. to many current players that don't like playing in the snow. Like, do you think fans actually enjoy that? I think you got to be kind of crazy to go out there and freeze your nuts off and enjoy it. I mean, people do it, <laughs> but to enjoy it, it's not a it's not a real home field advantage, is what I'm saying. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't either. I, I think the only time it's an advantage is if you're playing Miami, <laughs> Miami or Tampa or somebody like that, in you know, late December, early January. Then, like, okay, cool, maybe it works for you because those teams play in playing in the sunshine all year, but I don't know. As far as as far as like an actual advantage, I don't know, man. I know they they, part of the reason they drafted Josh Allen because he had big hands and he could throw in the elements. But like
1: but this is a precision pass happy offense. I really now again they're building a stadium for years and decades to come. And Josh Allen unfortunately is not going to be the quarterback for the next 35 to 40 years. But this offense as it's constructed right now, man, I think it'd be better off in a dome. It's a timing offense. Josh Allen slings the ball all over the field. Elements matter. The Bills ain't exactly known for running the football effectively right now. Yeah,
2: I, I I don't know. I don't know. I I think I think a retractable roof with natural grass would be the way to go because I mean they got one of those. I think that's what Arizona's field is like. They've got like they can cover it up if they have to, but like that's natural grass. They're able to take care of that. Now it's really expensive to do that. We all know that's very prohibitive of what the Pagoulas want to do. I mean, that's that's why they're an OP. It's cheaper land. It's why they're taking, you know, they're taking some seats away because they're going to be able to charge more for them. Um, That's why they're doing a lot of the things they are so they can keep the costs down so they can maximize the profits, which I get, but also like that's so cynical of, you know, multi-billionaires to do that, to just be like, we're going to milk this cow for all it's worth. And, you know, the fans are the cow. So, Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. So much of it is just so much of it just reeks of being like these guys, you know, these guys are phonies. Like they, they don't care about the fans. And like, I get it. There's huge issues of like trying to put a team, you know, put, trying to put the stadium downtown. I get it like that. It's the costs are way higher. Like you got to build infrastructure into it. I understand. But I mean, man, but like it's just, it's going for the bottom line no matter what. And that's what drives me nuts. Like if you're going to drop, you know, over a billion dollars in something, make it worthwhile for like everybody instead of just being like, well, this is good for like, you know, 10 games, 10, 11 games a year and, and like two or three concerts. Like, get, out of, get out of here, please. Are,
1: is PSC is being, uh, are they being cheap? Because let's just say, and yeah, they want, the Goulas want the public to pay for everything. That's not happening. The public wants Pagula to pay for everything. That's not happening. They're going to be somewhere in the middle. Let's just say mm-hmm. if PSC ends up paying, I don't know, man, maybe 40, 45% of the cost. Let's just, I don't know, throw that number out there for the hell of it. Is, is the reason why there's not a dome financially, they just don't want to spend more money of their own money? Because I, I can't think of any reason other than that to not have a dome. I mean, yeah, look, there's only a certain amount of musical acts, and I put this out on Twitter and, and some people made fair points. So you got Billy Joel, you know, Rolling Stones, Beyonce. Um, there's been some concerts here. One Direction did, um, did the stadium. There's not a lot of artists out there today that are capable of selling out a 60,000 seat stadium, but there are some. So you could probably have four to five more concerts a year. um, you can have college hockey or, or I mean, basketball, especially, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily a final four, but regional finals. You could be farther in the tournament. There's lots of things that you could have at the arena if you had a dome. So are they just not willing to spend more money? And I know that they have put out, obviously, I'm sure they spent million, millions of dollars doing polls and, and surveys and stuff and finding out things. I, I get the sixty thousand fans, although I really don't like that much. I just can't. I have yet to talk to a sports media person. I've yet to even talk to a fan for the most part that thinks a dome is a stupid idea. So, is it just purely financial reasons why the Bagulas just don't want a dome? I, th-
2: I, I think it's it's very much financial reasons, but it's not necessarily them being them being cheap. I you know I mean a, a dome on top of that would add like another what 300 400 million to the cost which sure it's yep. it's not a drop in the bucket like let's let's be real here um but I think when you cross that with that cost you know okay we're going to spend 300 400 million with, for uh you know retractable roof what kind of events can we pull in that we're not currently getting that we could possibly do for that. Like, okay, so maybe you get the regional final for the NCAA tournament. Possible. But you have to compete against lots of other cities. Um, maybe you could pull a WrestleMania. Like that, you know, that's something you could pull by doing yeah. that. Now, granted, it's not, as, it's not as attractive as, you know, putting it in, you know, Tampa Bay or New Orleans or, you know, uh, Jerry World down in Dallas. But like 60,000, maybe not getting a WrestleMania, but maybe you're getting like another... Pay per view, a summer big pay per view. Well, yeah, yes, you're getting something slam. like that. Um, you know, boxing. big. Are- yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe boxing yeah. depends on the New York. Uh, New York is not a good for boxing. Yeah,
1: not a good. Not and plus not a good example. I mean, there's UFC. not a lot of boxing and even UFC to an extent. But you know, the arena is big enough probably for that. Yeah. You're not going to get sixty, fifty, sixty thousand people really
2: to go watch right. UFC. But I mean, like I those think. those are the events you're looking at taking a shot at like a Super Bowl, you're not point. gonna get a Super Bowl. But like, are you gonna be able to make up that kind of money even over time, even over like 10, 15 years, are you gonna make up that that cost just based on that? I don't think so. So I mean I get it, but I mean I think it's just it's very basic baselessly I mean it's not baseless, but it's it's very founded in profits. Like what what can you turn around and get with that? That, put, that puts you in that next level tier to be able to say, hey, come to Buffalo. You're going to you know, run the show, do all these things. I mean, and, that's the, and I think that's part of where putting in an OP doesn't help either because if it's downtown Buffalo, you can, you, you can at least use that as something to build up a convention center, you know, to be able to draw things in. You can do more if you've got those things downtown, which you don't, but then you're putting in Orchard Park and they definitely don't have that stuff. So it's hard. It's, it's really hard and I, you can't quite justify it, but like, it's annoying. (laughs) It's it's still annoying just the same because, you know, fans don't want to be sitting outside when it's, you know, three degrees, you know, and it might not even be snowing. At least, at least snow, it gives you the aesthetic, but if it's three degrees, you're just freezing your ass off. Who, you know, fuck that man.
1: (laughs) That's a fair point. I mean, if it's not going to be financially worth it, PSC, yeah, so you can't expect them to spend $300 million more just so Pat Moran and Joe Yurden and 58,000 <laughs> Bills fans aren't quite as cold you know, on Sundays in December. It, it It is what it is. But it's an interesting report from John, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. And it's worth noting that this was an original proposal. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. it's not set in stone that there's going to be 60,000. It might end up being 70,000. It might end up being it might end up being a dome. I mean, it's not gonna be, but I'm just saying it it's right. it could happen. This is not like set in stone stuff. This was the proposal, and obviously there'll be a lot of negotiations. It's gonna be something to monitor, that's for sure. Um players. All right, so I don't want to talk about the roster like the Bills cut down. They've already done that twice mm. this week. Nothing really surprising. Reed Ferguson got cut for a half day. That was procedural. Mm. Uh Jacob Hollister, the tight end. That was probably the most notable cut. But again, I've, I've kind of hit on that already. Here's what I wanted to bring up. Players who got cut who were not vaccinated are in a lot of trouble right now, okay? Because it's not, all right, it's kind of unwritten, but if you're going to be unvaccinated and play in the NFL, you better be good. You better be an asset to that football team. You better be Cole Beasley. You better be Gabriel Davis or somebody like that who you like is pretty much an indispensable player. Mm-hmm. If you're that guy who got cut on Tuesday, and you're not vaccinated, you're in a lot of trouble because, yeah. in, you know, with, with Cole Beasley, we could say what we want about him off the field and his tweets and his stances. But with Cole Beasley, the juice is worth the squeeze. You know, if you're a guy who just got cut and you've refused to get vaccinated, the juice ain't worth the squeeze, man. So I would suspect that maybe even as we're doing this podcast here on Thursday afternoon for, for a Friday drop. I bet you there's a lot of players out there who ain't been vaccinated yet who are probably hitting up Wegman's or whatever local pharmacy in their in their neighborhood and, and they were starting that process and by the way i literally as we're talking, I just saw a report the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now one hundred percent vaccinated everybody on that team is vaccinated clearly that's not the case and it won't be the case with the bills but do you agree with that though if you're an unvaccinated player and you just got cut you yeah, you better go you are getting your shots or you better go look up another career because ain't nobody Brandon Bean ain't putting anybody on the practice squad who is unvaccinated. That is a danger or not necessarily a danger. It's a risk though. And mm-hmm. uh it's not like I said, the juice ain't worth the squeeze when it comes to that. Do you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I, I think when it's at that point, yeah, I think that's definitely the case. I mean, we, we saw Urban Meyer got got slapped around for for essentially saying what everybody thinks is the case, you know, it happened to Brandon Bean, you know, before camp opened up where he's like, you oh, know, Hey, maybe that makes the difference. And then the PA to come out and be like, whoa, 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 Hey, no, 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 You can't, you can't be saying that out loud. No, 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 no. Like that can't be a reason for cutting a guy. And I'm like, well, can it, <laughs> can it though? It can. Like, can like, it's a, if it's a coin flip between vaccinated, and unvaccinated guy, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Take taking the guy who's not, a, who's not going to possibly expose the rest of the team. Um but I mean, like it—it's—it's it's kind of like that unwritten rule at this point, where it's like you might want to do it. I mean, I kudos to Isaiah McKenzie for getting shamed, <laughs> shamed by everybody into into getting it taken care of. Unless he, mm-hmm. unless he posted a fake vaccine card, which would be hilarious. But, um, but I mean, like, dude you know, dude, you know, kind of recanted where he came from on that. So, but I mean, you're you're one hundred percent right. Like it's not worth the risk to bring in somebody who's who's not gonna who's not taking yeah you can look at it as they're not taking care of themselves like it's it's a different kind of physical risk and you know if some guy comes in out of shape is he gonna make the team no you know right. if some guy comes in and he's got like you know he's got a if he's got like a bad angle and he hasn't gotten treated is he gonna make the team no like just this ain't happening like if some guy comes in and he's decided like not only am I not vaccinated against Covid, but I, I, I'm not vaccinated against the measles. Like you know, like if it's something like that, I was like, I never got a booster in my life because screw it, who needs it? Like, no, dude, you ain't playing. Like you're, you're <laughs> lucky to be able to be allowed in public. You, uh
1: well, like I said, I mean, teams technically can't cut a player because he's unvaccinated, but they are. That's just the way it is. I'm telling you, there's players who got cut because they're not vaccinated, and it's as simple as that. Uh, mm-hmm. A guy like say, look at Cam Newton. OK, I think Matt Jones was eventually going to win that job anyway. And mm-hmm. I think if Cam Newton wasn't going to be the starter, I, I think Bill Belichick was going to cut him because I don't think Cam Newton is the kind of guy you want as a backup. But Cam Newton missed five days over being unvaccinated. And during that mm-hmm. time, Matt Jones, there were joint practices with the New York Giants. And by all accounts, by all reports, he looked sensational. He probably he had the opportunity to do that because Cam Newton was out because of the vaccination stuff. And as a result, at least partially because of that, Matt Jones got named starter. Cam Jones got cut, or uh, Cam Newton got cut. And I'm going to tell you right now, I, I could be wrong, and maybe I'll eat my words, and it won't be the first time if I do, but I don't see a team signing Cam Newton if he doesn't get the shots. There, there, no. There's no team in the league right now that needs a starter. And again, I'm not even sure he's a good backup if he is vaccinated, because I don't think he's the kind of guy you want as a backup. I'd rather mm-hmm. have a Matt Barkley type, a, a mentor. You know what I mean? Somebody who really, truly understands his role. Like Derek Anderson was for a short amount of time with Josh Allen. Cam Newton, man, I, he, he better get a shot. Or I don't think he's going to play anymore. He Maybe he doesn't anyway. And I'm just using him as one example. But mm-hmm. I don't think there's any question in my mind. It's kind of like the police. Well, why, what, they can pull you over for whatever they want to. They can tell you whatever the reason is, whatever they want it to be. But if a cop wants to be a prick and pull you over, he's going to pull you over. That's the way these GMs are right now when it comes to being vaccinated. And if I was Brandon Bean, by the way, for the record, or if I was 31 other GMs, I'd be the same way, dude. I don't want unvaccinated players on my team. Again, unless you are so good that you're indispensable and you're clearly going to make my team worse if I cut you.
2: Yeah. It. I. I it's, it's funny you mentioned Derek Anderson because he's probably, <laughs> I mean, he's retired, but the way, the way he rants on Twitter, he's definitely not vaccinated. Oh, so, no, 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 uh, no, no, no. He's he's probably finding a way to get shots taken out of his body for for, <laughs> for for those reasons but but like i i i come back to is cam newton better than are all 32 start starting quarterbacks better than cam newton no could he play somewhere else yeah probably is somebody going to take the chance on him right now nah nah huh? like the like the i mean he looked like he didn't look great last year and now you've got like the vaccination stuff over his head. Like you're not, you're not taking that risk. I mean, you're, I mean, you are taking that risk if you tell him like, Hey, if you're vaccinated, we'll bring you in. And then if he says, nah, I'm good. Okay. Have fun. <laughs> like, like that's, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Now the thing I didn't like about that was that Belichick, Belichick didn't really, I mean, he, I mean, maybe he's just being a hard ass just to, to, to keep the questions away, but he didn't really make it seem like that was the reason. I don't believe like, you him know, but he, yeah. He, oh yeah. I mean I mean yeah, I mean, you know, listen, you know, Trump's one of his he loves Trump, so it's like maybe that's <laughs> maybe he does feel that way, but also like it's a good way to keep people from asking you questions just to be a total hard ass about it and just make it so that like I don't know if I want to follow up I don't know if I want to follow up with with Belichick about this stuff. I mean, somebody in New England will, but like he made it right. certainly seem like, well, you know, it's it's their choice. They can do whatever they want. That's up to them. Don't
1: ask me about this again. Um, before we get to our weekly starting five draft, uh, I let's do our weekly, I got to ask you something about Jack Eichel. Kind of bring me up to speed <laughs> a little bit, bring listeners up to speed who maybe have not been paying attention because again, a lot of people have been focused on what's going on mm. with the Bills and who going to make that roster and whatnot, and everything else going on in this crazy world. But I saw a report, Jack Eichel has a new agent, a powerful mm. agent, and I mm. saw something on Twitter earlier this week that he's going to be, somebody reported, I don't know if it's confirmed or true or not, but that Jack Eichel is going to have surgery soon, and that the earliest I think he would be back is December. So talk about that report, and if it feels valid to you, and also if it is true, how does this affect the Sabres with Jack Eichel, and potentially trading the
2: goddamn dude, man. Uh, as far as the surgery report, I don't believe it <laughs> yet. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, if he is going to go, get, if he is going to get it done, it's going to be out, it'll be out there. So I, when it comes to that, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Uh, well, when it, when it's time for that to happen, we'll, it'll be fine. The, the thing that, uh, Elliot Friedman reported on the, the 31 thoughts podcasts, uh, recently was that Eichel and his representatives uh and the NHLPA met up with the Sabres and the NHL representatives in Buffalo uh back on like August 18th kind of like a powwow now that was I think that was before Pat Brisson was was brought on board by Eichel um but that kind of meeting to me is is really interesting because i you know, you have to believe that's one of those like all right we're going to get this worked out or what kind of you know kind of things like you know what's going to happen now if that you know if that meeting is what caused him caused this uh surgery report to come out then okay like i i can connect the dots there for sure but i look at that as a more it's a, i look at it as a as a bit scarier of a thing because i cuz when you're bringing in the 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 union that's when i think that you're you're doing it for possible grievance purposes and to me that's like that's throwing the, that's throwing the nuke out there because I think at that, I mean, not that there's a, re, a relationship to be saved with the Sabres, but like you're, that process gets very ugly. If that's, if that's the case and that's what I would be, that's what I'm really curious about. Obviously, you know, training camp's coming soon and he's still on the team and he still wants to get you know, his version of the surgery. So I don't know, like that's, that's the more interesting part to me now. I want to know what was said at that meeting. I want to know what that meeting's about. I want to know like that's the stuff I want to hear about. I'll never find it out <laughs> until until people want to discuss it after he's probably traded, but that's what I'm that's what I'm way more curious about is to see you know, is to know what what that happened at that meeting and how it went down.
1: I think essentially there's a 0% chance Jack Eichel is going to be in a Sabres uniform on opening night skating playing first line center for the Sabres. There's a 0% chance of that. But is there an increasing chance? Something I'm sure neither of us would have said a month or two ago, that Jack Argo might still be on the Buffalo Sabres roster Mm -hmm. on opening night. That's starting to become a, I don't want to say a probability, but it's certainly becoming a a legitimate possibility, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, And that's just as stunning to me uh, because... Who thought that would happen? You know, I think everybody thought this was going to be done and settled by then and he would be gone and he'd, you know, be able to do whatever. But I, whether it's to his credit or to his detriment, Kevin Adams has held the line. And, you know, I mean, obviously that depends on what the return is on an eventual trade. But I mean, you know, he's shown that he won't get, he won't be forced into doing it. And, you know, he's not going to take a bad return on that, which, I mean, he shouldn't he shouldn't have to but um but if that report was accurate and he's going to get surgery done I assume that means it would be the 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 fusion surgery the the sabers approve of which to me don't care for that I don't like that at all uh because I think that 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 will that will absolutely hinder the rest of his career um but I mean if you know if they found a way to agree on an artificial disc replacement I mean Again, I can't see the Sabres budging on that. I just I just don't see it. Um, but this, I don't know. The chances of him actually still being on the roster, him <laughs> which him being available at training camp. I mean, he won't be available at training camp. If he doesn't pass his physical, which he shouldn't, he ain't gonna be he ain't gonna be available. But, you know, if you're gonna have Don Granado answering questions, you have Kevin Adams answering questions, like, hey, this dude's still here, like what gives? You know, all the players are gonna have to answer questions about it. I don't want I don't want the players to have to deal with that, but they're gonna have to. Um, because it is gonna be a distraction. And that, that to me is where it ultimately fails, but we still got a lot of time here. <laughs> it's it's like it's like a game and you're down two goals. Like plenty of hockey left here, but like there's plenty yeah. of time left for for things to get changed around. But uh, I think the discussions will only ramp up before camp starts because we know Jack's not pleased. We just yeah. we just know he's he's not happy. He's very frustrated about all of this because he wants to he wants to be settled, he wants to move on. Let's ramp up our
1: starting five draft and we didn't do one last week because we had Joe from Queens and we taped the show live from uh, Casey's Black Rock, which by the way, that was a lot of fun, man. Pound some was. beers. Joe is, you know, I, I don't want to get into this Joe rant or uh <laughs> review, but I will say this about Joe from Queens when he has the ability to talk and have context to some of the points that he's making. I, I went into that podcast. In fact, you and I arrived before him and I said, I'm going to be combative. I know me and his dude are going to go at it. And that mm-hmm. never really materialized because I think when he's speaking and he has context to what he's saying, it makes more sense. And it seems a little less offensive, personally offensive to people. Whereas when you're tweeting and you have 140 or 280 characters, it just comes off as a pure hater. Like I said, we were going to examine his Joe Harris critic or a pure hater last week. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, he's just a hater. But in context, <laughs> yes. when he has the ability to talk and elaborate on some of his points, I actually agreed with a lot of them. And I thought, all right, well, he is more of a critic, maybe a harsh critic. It was fun. So I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there anyway. So good job, Joe. It was and a great by the way, time. It was a great time. I had fun with both you guys. I always had fun with you. And it was nice to actually, that was not the first time I met Joe, but it was the first time I sat down And had a conversation with him, so yeah, that was fun. But anyway, we didn't do the starting five last week because of that. We're back this week, so two weeks ago we did best hair bands. I'm fucking pissed off about this one, Joe. (laughs) Yeah, I'm annoyed too because you got a good list. I'm not annoyed that you won. Joe won with seventy two percent of the vote. He had Motley Crue, who he took first overall. White Snake, Poison, Warrant, Rat. There's not a real weakness in there. I'm I'm good with all five of those picks. Mm -hmm. I picked Def Leppard, Bon Jovi, Skid Row, Cinderella, and Europe. And I only scored 28%. So this was another classic Pat Joe blowout. And I don't fucking like that. That was egregious voting. I think this was the worst job by fans. If you're out there and you voted, I think you should be ashamed (laughs) of yourself. Not because Joe won, but because Joe won with 72% of the vote. Now I know, again, being in Buffalo, that Bon Jovi stigma is real. People in Buffalo hate John Bon Jovi for life, okay? They hate him Mm -hmm. for life because they are convinced he was going to buy the Bills or be part of that group with the Rogers Communications and move our asses, the Bills, out to Toronto. So people hate him for that. And then I also got some, which I completely disagree with, Europe slander. Europe was a good group, man. That was terrible. Like, they only had the final countdown was the only song that they ever had. Bullshit.
2: So. I did not like If that you've at ever all. seen the movie Hot Rod, Europe is used exclusively throughout that movie. And it's great. It's, there, it, added, it added to that movie for me so much that to have Europe playing throughout it. This was one of the few drafts I
1: think that we've done, and we've done a lot of these now, where I think all 10 selections were good selections. I, there wasn't agree. no bad one. I have this bad habit every time. we Well, not every time, but most times we do a draft. I just completely blow it with one or two absolutely awful picks. That didn't happen this time. But according to the fans, it did. So bad job, fans. Bad job. All right. this. <laughs> probably this not week, helping
2: yourself for the vote this week by saying, probably, you fans, you stink. You suck. <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, probably not. This week, we're going to
1: do this week. We're doing best karaoke songs. And I'm going to tell you this right now, Joe. If I lose this, or if I get, especially if I get blown out, then I know that there's a conspiracy against me because my wife is a singer. I have probably been to more karaoke shows than almost anybody you know. My finger is on the pulse of the karaoke community. So if I get my ass handed to me in this comp, in this uh this week's draft, then I know there's some bullshit going on. Like you got some <laughs> side, you got some side deals going on with a couple hundred people to vote for you no matter what you say.
2: <laughs> i'm paying right. out a lot of bribes okay pal? A of, okay yeah, just yeah. a lot
1: of a lot of free bears at Essex Tree pub all right but anyway so <laughs> best karaoke songs i'm going first right because you took motley Crue yes. last yes all right so i got the first one uh not any real clear cut number one but this is one i hear at karaoke all the time and by the way i should say this is best karaoke songs not necessarily the most common i got to be careful because i know what the most common ones are mm-hmm. But one that I hear a lot that people enjoy and sing along to, and it's going to be my first overall pick, is Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places. I hear pick. that all the time. It's not a glamorous pick, but I feel like it's a pretty safe pick. Again, I go, to, I go to karaoke a lot. Dude, when I was in Florida for the last five years, by the way, probably on average, we went to karaoke once a week. Um, yeah, and I mean, not a lot of explanation needed for that one. It's a popular song, and people sing it, and it's a good sing-along song. A lot of the karaoke songs I think, well, both of us are probably gonna pick, aren't just good tunes necessarily, but they're songs that people who are listening will sing along with as well. So anyway, Mm -hmm. yeah, friends in low places—that's mine, and now you're gonna have two.
2: Yeah, that—that to me is what makes a great karaoke song. Is that if you can get the crowd involved, you're not just putting yourself on an island. Sure, that it's that's the best way to do it. so, like, this is you're right. This is one where there isn't a clear number one. There, there absolutely is not a clear number one with any right. of these. Um, and I'm just thinking of like times I've gone to karaoke and been like, oh man, like, and if you hear somebody kill it, then it sticks in your mind. Or if you hear somebody kill it, then you're like, oh man, <laughs> oh man, right. like that's that's terrible. Um, you know. Okay. This is going to be weird. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Brightside by the killers. Hmm. That's more of a recent development. And I think that's because, you know, younger millennials are getting older and going, going to karaoke, but, uh, but Mr. Brightside. Oh my God. Like that song comes on at a bar. People go nuts. That song comes on at karaoke. Everybody's singing along.
1: Okay. Fair enough. I'm going to go with,
2: I'm going to go with that one. Um,
1: it didn't resonate with me at first, but as it kind of sunk in a little bit, I'm like, I could see that. I could definitely yeah. see
2: that. Yeah, just totally sure. with the chorus. Like the mm-hmm. chorus just gets everybody going. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm going to go a little bit more traditional karaoke with Total Eclipse of the Heart. Ah,
1: <laughs> funny story
2: after you, after you say why. I,
1: great story. Great story coming up. Go ahead.
2: Uh, that's another one where it's everybody sings along to that one. Like without a doubt. Everybody's all over that one. And everybody's with you. Like, if you're a bad singer, everybody will pick you up. If you're a great singer, everybody's gonna jump in. Like that's yep. that to me is like that's a bar uniter if you if you start busting that one out.
1: That is a great pick. Quick backstory here. That was number three on my list, by the way. So that was gonna be that <laughs> was gonna be in one of my next two picks. Well, for a personal reason. I just told you my wife is a singer. That is mm-hmm. literally one of her two or three signature songs. And She'll sing that and she sings it really well, obviously. And the guys, like it would be me and a couple friends, you know, the turn around, you'd get up from your chair and and yell, turn around. And then she's singing. By the time I got to the course, everybody in the bar is singing. That is a (laughs) fucking fantastic pick right there. And I'm really angry that you took that.
2: I really am. (laughs) Sorry, man. (laughs) I'm going to go,
1: I'm going to keep going with two songs. And for the record, They're not two songs that I necessarily... In fact, I don't like either song, but they're good karaoke songs and they're popular sing-along karaoke songs. One of them... (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to do it. Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Nice. If you want to be my lover. That gets everybody singing. Yep, whether they want to admit it or not. So that's one. And then the other one... and I God, I hate the song. This might be one of my least (laughs) favorite rap songs in the history of rap music. And I am... I hate rap music today. I hate hip hop today, but I am a connoisseur of early hip hop, like late seventies into the eighties and maybe even like early nineties. I mean, I was obsessed with rap and hip hop music, but anyway, I hate this song, but it's so popular and it's a good karaoke song. Baby got back by Sir Mix-A-Lot. That is another one. Somebody will get up there and rap and it's usually fucking horrible. It's a white (laughs) dude who's got no cadence, no rhythm, sounds like shit, But people are singing along and they're having a good time. So for that reason, it's a great karaoke song, but it's a horrible fucking actual song. So yeah, Wannabe (laughs) and Baby Got Back. This might go disastrously for me. I'm already thinking, I'm like, God damn it, no.
2: No, I'm actually annoyed you took Baby Got Back because that I had that on my list, like ready to go. Mm -hmm. And like you said, rap song that you hate. And I had two on my list that I was like, I hope he doesn't pick, I hope he doesn't pick this one. If he picked the other one, I was like... "Mm -hmm." I can live with it, but this one's this one's tough for me because cause every like it's again, everybody loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the whole the whole introduction. It doesn't even need to, like you just need to start the introduction. Like, oh my God, Becky, look at her, but like you start nope. doing that, everybody's in. Everybody is in with it. I hate um, the song,
1: but I'll sing it at Karaoke. If I hear it at Karaoke, I'm gonna <laughs> sing along with it, even though I hate it. All right, go ahead.
2: <laughs> um I'm gonna go with a boy band favorite here. I want it that way. Nice. By the Backstreet Boys. Nice.
1: I love that. Because that's,
2: it's like slow paced, but everybody sings along to it. Yes. Everybody goes with it. Like, I hated boy band stuff coming up. And I, obviously, I was, you know, in my, you know, it was in college. It was everywhere. And I was just like, oh, this stuff sucks. This is just so bad. <laughs> but like, once you get out of that ultra bro life in college and you step away from it you don't hear it for a while then somebody you go to a wedding somebody busts it out and you're like oh that is a good song. like it's a great pop song but like that that's a great great karaoke song because again everybody knows all the words and you mm-hmm. get that tell me why everybody's doing that <laughs> everybody's trying to do it in their worst falsetto like Dibbers. that
1: the difference between you and I is I actually fucking love Backstreet Boys and, and NSYNC and, and I love boy band music. That's the difference between us. But yeah, man, that, that's a good pick and that's going to do well. I guarantee it.
2: Uh, and then I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the one song that I will, if somebody needs a volunteer as part of this duo, if they need to sing somebody to sing the guy part. I am in every single time it's Love Shack by the B-52s. I hate that song so the, much. Uh, the <laughs> the uh, Fred Schneider part of that song is when I can do my Fred Schneider impression during that song, because that's the only way you can sing it. Like You can't sing it straight up with your own voice. You have to try to do your most over top version of Fred Schneider's voice. <laughs> you have to do it. You have yeah. no choice. You have to do it. And yeah, the one time I teamed up with a friend of mine back in Albany, and she was killing it on the, on the girl's part. And the, I came in, and started slamming Fred Schneider voice out there. People were loving it. And I was like, all right, I found my niche, doing voices to cover up for my lack of ability to sing.
1: I'm telling you right now, it's going to, of all the, the polls that we've had, of all the drafts, the fact if you win this week with making a song <laughs> that I absolutely despise and love, Jack. by the way, you did sing that part well, that's going to make me sick. If there's probably two songs I hate more than anything in this world, three songs, I'm going to tell you real quickly, three songs. And by the way, there are three popular karaoke songs. I'm obviously not picking them. Love Shack, like you just said, Um, Hmm. Paradise by the Dashboard Light. So if if you're going to pick that, don't pick that. And then the last one, I hate this song with the deep passion is Picture by Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow, that duet. Uh. Absolutely. Those are three of my least favorite songs. Quick side Uh. note here before before I make my last two picks here all right. So you said that would be your duet, but like my, like my karaoke song to sing for me, it's not one of my, it's not, I'm not putting it in the best karaoke. I'm not drafting mm-hmm. it, but just as a side note, if I'm drunk and I get up there and I want to entertain, I sing Barry Manilow. I write the songs and I'm, I'm a horrible <laughs> singer and it's hard to listen to, but people are drunk and they just sing along to it anyway. Like, do you have a, a signature karaoke song? If somebody could talk you up there and coach you up there to sing
2: no, because <laughs> there's, there's not one for me because I really honest. This, I love this goes back. This goes back to what we started with, like listening back to uh-huh. uh, our, you know, anything that we've been on. I know I can't sing. I hear myself in the car, unable to sing. Like if I catch myself like going along with it and the music cuts and then I'm just like, oh, 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 no, I can't carry a tune in a bucket, which is mm-hmm. sad because I love music, but nope. Cannot, isn't, it, like,
1: isn't it funny that it. you could do? We could do. Joe and I could do a live show right now, and there could be four hundred people surrounding us, and I would not be nervous. I'd be. Fine, I'd be a little bit nervous, but I'd be fine. I could be. I could do a radio spot. I'd be fine. I do a TV spot. I'd be fine. If I'm up there singing karaoke with seven people in the bar, I'm shitting my pants because I'm so nervous.
2: Oh yeah, no, I, I, I used to do theater in high school and college, and like acting gives you the butterflies. It gets the, you know, it gets the heart pump. It gets the adrenaline going, but like singing in front of people. Oh man. No, like we, high school, we, every year we did a musical in high school, which I hated. I like to act. I can't sing. And mm-hmm. every year the teacher, uh, our teacher was a huge theater person, but he's also, he was also a scientist. Um, but he was just like, he's like, all right, everybody's got to do, you have to do your, you know, have to do your singing audition part of it. And I look at him and go, you know, I can't do this. And he's, he's like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Just give it a try. Let's see how it goes. It's like, you know, my, I have a bass voice. Bass voices don't carry in musicals <laughs> at all. And he's like, I know, but like, just give it a go. And I give it a go. And he's like, yep, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just give me whatever the best role is where I don't have to sing and we'll call it a day. Like that's right. that's fine. But yeah. man, oh God, no, like karaoke. <laughs> oh my God, karaoke petrifies me. If I got to do a song alone, oh my, if I, and I know I'm doing badly and I know I'm bombing, it's the longest, like three and a half, four minutes of your life.
1: I love karaoke going. I hate, the only thing I hate about going to karaoke is again, A, I always go, or not always, but I usually go with my wife, who's a fantastic singer, which sometimes people who don't know any better, they assume that I'm also going to be able to sing, which I, again, I cannot. And I also don't like when people, I don't like to be dragged into stuff. You know yeah. how people sometimes, like well, you get up there, get up there, and they grab your arm, and or they'll put a slip in for you, even worse, but they'll try to oh, get you yeah. up there. That I hate. All right, no. so anyway, I got two more <laughs> here. My last two. Um, you know what? I like this song. I'm going to draw from a draft that we had a couple weeks ago, and actually a selection that you made. I'm going to go with Billy Joel, Piano Man. I think that's a very you popular did. song at, at karaoke. Um, mm-hmm. again, not many people sing it that well, but it's a, a crowd pleaser, no. <laughs> which by the way, I, I think the theme that we're both doing here, which I agree as it should be for best karaoke songs are songs that kind of draw people in and, and make them interactive involved in part of the show. I think Piano Man's a song that people like to sing along to a lot. Um, so I'm going to go with that. And then, uh, I, I'm still mad that you got totally clips of the heart. I really am because I, I
2: really like it. And
1: I wanted that way. That was another good one. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna go with a, a rock classic that people sing along and I hear it a lot of karaoke. Again, I'm at shows, I hear it a lot. Don't stop mm-hmm. believing by journey. Nice. I know it's not none flashy, you know, you know, like whoa, but that's a that's a song that people like to sing along with too. I've went purely with songs that I think the audience might enjoy more and the singer Mm -hmm. and certainly again and these aren't like well-performed karaoke songs but they're 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 good crowd pleasers so yeah those are my two you got one more and that's it
2: yeah um uh, see i'm torn because there there is a classic rock song that that would work but it's really long and i don't know and it's a it's a huge crowd sing-along song i let me guess. If you're
1: not taking it, let me guess.
2: Uh, I don't think I'm taking it.
1: Is it Led Zeppelin?
2: No. All right. Well, then I'll It's not on. Led Zeppelin.
1: And I was going to be Stairway um, to Heaven because I hear
2: that it, sometimes. No. Oh, That's my a God. tough song to say, by the way. Jeez. Those I know from Robert
1: Plant, you got some balls, you get up there and you even try those. But anyway.
2: Also, the time you spend dicking around on stage during the solos, just yeah. like, no, just, yeah, I can't can't do it. <laughs> Anything with too much like music interludes, If you're not busting it, like if you're not like cranking the voice and like, you just need a break, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you just got to be like, all right, that's enough. That that's enough for now. Like, but like, if you're just like letting the audience just kind of mill around and they lose interest, forget it. Just forget it. They can't do it. Um, man, I got to do my nervous click in the pen thing here. Um, (laughs) Come on, blow it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> come on, blow it, he says. <laughs> <laughs> you know... <sighs> See, the, the thing is, like, each of these songs, I'm thinking of bad ways people have sung it in my head, and I'm just like, ah, I don't know if I want that. Like, I've heard all these I remember <laughs> because they were just bad renditions, and I'm just like, is it actually a good song or just one where I was just like, holy shit, they're terrible. <laughs> um No, I'm going to pick it. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen.
1: That's on my list.
2: That's it. It's such a long song, but it's so good. Everybody loves it. Everybody every, loves it. Everybody's singing along to it. Yeah. Uh, I, you don't even need, like, nobody can do Freddie Mercury's voice, but, like, I it's agree. just, you know, it, it's one where you feel okay. Even if you stink at singing, you feel okay with it because you can ham it up. You can do it however you want. And people are just going to be like, "Yep, this is good." As yep. drunk as you, drunk as you it. are, it yep. doesn't matter. Yep. Go with you, it. Like you man. could
1: you could sing it for real. You could sing it in a drunken, trying to drunken Freddie Mercury voice. It's a great <laughs> sing along. I have that on my list too. That's a good pick. There were a couple that I had on my list that I was. They were hovering around right around the time where I did Piano Man and Don't Stop Believing. Like I don't necessarily mm-hmm. when I do a list. I don't always do a list. Sometimes I just look at a big group and I pick from them. But sometimes I'll do a list and I'll rank them like one through 10. And then I'll have like tiers. Like I got a tier one, tier two, tier three. Yeah. Piano Man, Don't Stop Believing, and Bohemian Rhapsody. Those were all in the same tier for me. There are a couple that I have written down that neither of us took. I wanted to throw out there. Uh, Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. Uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. That's a pretty popular one. And uh, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me by by Elton John. Rocket Man by Mm -hmm. Elton John. There's a lot of popular... Mm-hmm. Elton John songs and and I thought I was gonna get away with being able to say Bohemian Rhapsody as an honorable mention, but you just stole that one.
2: Uh, yeah, the, the other ones I had were, and this is again, th- these are ones where it's just like bad renditions that people have done stuck in my head. Uh, Wonderwall by Oasis, okay. Which I mean, it's kind of a meme thing now, where it's like, yeah, eh, yeah anyway, yeah. here's Wonderwall. Uh, <laughs> Rehab, Rehab by Amy Winehouse. Nah, that's a good one. It's a re. It's I was very close to picking that uh say it ain't so by weezer good one uh the other rap song i was thinking of was ice ice baby from vanilla ice i i Which, thought
1: that that was my first thought i had when you said the other
2: one i was thinking that yeah uh country roads just because I everybody never. yeah everybody loves the 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 it uh the chorus song. like i wanna, i, I wanna couldn't tell it, you though. any of the other words of the song but like country roads, take me home. Like everybody, everybody freaking knows that one. <laughs> um, I had a pile of other ones at the bottom of the list, but like it's not worth. Right. Again, really Th- these boots by uh, uh, Barbara, or, uh, Nan- Sinatra, Nan- Nancy, Nancy Sinatra, Sinatra.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I've seen so many girls do that, hammered, and it's great. <laughs> it's great no matter <laughs> what because they're just like they could just slur into the mic the first part, right. like. All right, Boots, let's get walking. Then everybody's like <laughs> doing their go-go dances to it. So it's great. But uh, but yeah, oh. I, you know what? I'm surprised you didn't take Africa by Toto. I love Africa.
1: It's not a really, a, I never really hear people singing it at karaoke though. Now, if we were doing a draft of favorite songs, that would be on my list. That'd be pretty high okay. on my list. I love Africa. I just don't think, I I never really hear it so much at karaoke. I don't think it's a really necessarily good karaoke song. Let me, Uh. all right, so let's review these. I went first. So yeah, my top five were, Friends in Little Places by Garth Brooks. Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. I hate that song. Piano Man (laughs) by Billy Joel. And Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Joe went with Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. Love Shack by the B-52s. And then Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. My hope to win this is... That maybe old voters, I say old, <laughs> older <laughs> voters don't know Mr. Brightside well, who don't get out much. So that's a hope of mine. And I hope that people feel like I do and just absolutely despise Love Shack. I doubt anyone hates <laughs> it as much as me. That's, that's my only hope, man. I Totally clips of the heart. going to do well. I know it is. This yeah. This is, I say this every week and then it never turns out to be true. So maybe I shouldn't say it, but I'm going to anyway. I just want a close vote, man. That's all I want. I want a close vote. But after Best Airbands being a blowout for you, I just, I don't have faith in it, man. I like my team, but I don't know that I like my chances.
2: Well, again, I have to say, I have to give out great love to all the voters for believing in me. And thank you very much for for voting for me. And I very much appreciate all all of the support you've all (laughs) given me uh, through these great blowout victories. And unlike Pat, I would not denigrate your your opinions like that so i thank you in advance for your votes all right i've had enough of this bullshit
1: <laughs> follow joe on twitter at jill yurt and again i want to thank casey's black rock tavern even though we're not taping all of our shows we're going to tape some there from time to time but they are a presenting sponsor for the podcast so much love to them from joe and i thanks brother this was a lot of fun it was nice It was nice to, I I still like doing shows better in person, but it's it's always Mm -hmm. nice to hook up. And it was nice to, I didn't realize how much I like doing these 35 drafts until last (laughs) week when we didn't do it. So to be able to do these again, even if it's just self-serving for you and I anyway, (laughs) it's a lot of fun to do. Thanks for doing the podcast as always, buddy.
2: Absolutely. Always fun.